Hello from Yerushalayim. It's Gedalia Gutentag going solo today in week two of Mishpacha's home front, covering Israel's war with Hamas. For those who've learned the opening lines of this podcast, my co-host Binyamin is absent, so we'll be recording a short episode and hope to see him tomorrow. I had a few items on the agenda, including reports of a large prisoner release negotiated by Qatar, but I'll leave them in favor of one large item that I want to share. It's something very sad. I received an invitation for an event that shouldn't in any constellation have to take place. It was for the most macabre, chilling, ghoulish movie screening possible. Not something made up in some twisted Hollywood scriptwriter's mind, but the result of utter human evil. It was an invitation from the government press office over here in Israel to the foreign press corps to view 45 minutes of footage, graphic footage from the body cams of Hamas killers when they came around on their killing spree in the Gaza envelope area on Simchas Tyra. I have to admit, when I read that email, I was nauseated in a very literal sense. And the reality, obviously I didn't go, but the reality was apparently as nauseating as it promised to be. I saw one journalist tweeted that it was 45 minutes of horror and that she'd seen grown men and women sitting there crying. This screening is an utter, total indictment of the anti-Israel left, whose thinking dominates in newsrooms across the Western world. Because that's how far the anti-Israel animus has driven us. That's how sick the constant drumbeat of what about the Gazan refugees? That's how far this has driven us. As the IDF said, the, the reasoning behind this sick compilation was to dispel a Holocaust denial-like phenomenon happening in real time, in which educated people ignore the evidence produced by a free democracy and believe a murderous dictatorship because that dictatorship happens to be against Israel. That's how far we've been driven. So like something out of the Khurban, to arrange screenings of the deaths of our children in order that barely two weeks after they were killed, the world, which has lost sympathy because of a bogus report of Israeli attack on a hospital, should allow us to defend ourselves. On Shabbos, we said, Avarachamim. And in those words, we say, Yevoda bagoyim le'ineinu nikmas dam avodav hashafuch. May we see, Hashem, your vengeance. May we see it of, the, of your slaughtered servants. Those are the words written in the time of the Crusades. Who would have thought that here, in 2023, those words would become so relevant? We thought that the left couldn't fall any further. We thought that the anti-Israel bigotry couldn't go any further. And yet from some of those same European countries who perpetrated the Crusades has come the denial of our modern tragedy. And we've been driven to the utter indignity of arranging a screening of the last moments of our defenseless grandmothers, men, women, children, and babies. There's nothing heartwarming in that. And I don't want to leave just with that monologue. So in a tradition 
of this podcast, I want to share something, something a bit more upbeat, which is that we all saw the videos and pictures of the efforts to give tzitzis to soldiers down by the Gaza border. And that was going on over the last week or two. And I know different organizations and people dealing with it. In fact, it became something of a meme. What can we do besides giving Kegel and calories and ceramic vests to soldiers? Let's give them tzitzis. But then it all went quiet. So what's happened on that front? Well, on a clip tonight from Channel 14, I saw a friend of the magazine. A friend meaning he's a senior soldier, former soldier called Amir Avivi, who, whom I've interviewed in Benjamin Rose often quotes. And what did he say? That down by the Gaza border, there is such a rush for the tzitzis that, and I quote, there'll be almost no soldier who goes into Gaza without tzitzis and tefillin. There's so many things to take away from that. There are no, yes, there are no atheists in foxholes, and sociologically, there's yet again proof that Israel is a lot more traditional than some would like to think. But at the end of the day, one thing stands out from that sentence from Amir Avivi. We see that Klal Israel always comes back. However far they are, in times of trouble, we rediscover our Munah. And that faith is a beautiful, comforting thing. So amid the bitterness, there's a silver lining. There's something sweet. And so I hope to be able to join you all again tomorrow with Binyam Rose to share much better news. <laughs>